You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, the Binge Sportscast. The NFL is in full swing. It's about time we do our thing. No time for dunks and finger rolls, dropping pucks and scoring goals, home runs and strikeouts off for summer. Tight spirals flying all around, touchdowns abound. Let's talk some football, crushing fears and throwing fits. Let's talk some shit. It's the Big Sports Call 708-316-8822, you bob a dick. We'll talk about the NFL postseason for the Lombardi Trophy. NFL postseason. Anyone but Brady. The NFL postseason. Belichick suck my balls. The NFL postseason. Oops, I may have hit that accidentally, or I may not have. Welcome to the Binge Sportscast, everybody. TM hosting this week. I might tap out of this season. I know there's only one game left, but really getting sick of the officiating. We're going to get into it tonight. First, let me introduce... The one, the only, New England's own, Jack Valley. Yo, yo, yo. Ready to talk some playoffs, son? Exciting. It's an exciting yeah. time of year. Two more weeks, man. Super Bowl. And then the offseason. Fucking ready, dude. Fucking ready. Ugh, look at this guy. Two weeks in a row, and he's still got the energy. Who? Also, also with us this week, from KC Direct... Although, in no way, a Chiefs fan. Give me some Chad C. What's up, Chad C? What is up, gentlemen? I thought we were here to talk about the Pro Bowl and the Skills Challenge. What, we are actually talking about the, the cha- conference championships here? Oh, dude, yeah. did you get the memo? Oh, fuck. Misinformed. I sent the wrong email. My bad. Misinformed. It's, it was the second thing listed on the memo. We only got 10 minutes to do AFC champion, NFC championship. <laughs> then it's over. I mean, the game's, you know, it's all garbage. Perfect. Yeah, no, actually, we're here to talk some Sean Payton. Sean Payton headed to the uh, Denver Broncos. Yes. Chad, how do we feel about this? I I feel pretty good about it, to be quite honest with you. Uh, he's going to bring some stability to the franchise, hopefully. I mean, it, it, I, I've been getting texts all day from people just like, wow, it's a lot to give up for a coach, a lot of this, this, and this. And it's like, it's the 29th pick and it's second round pick next year. We get a third round back. But and everyone's like, is he going to be saving, fixing Russ? You're not hiring a coach to do that. If he does that, cool, great. But he's going to at least bring a culture to the fucking locker room because they've been fucking losers since Super Bowl Fifty. Like most people on that team have never had a winning season. So yeah, I'm 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 pretty thrilled with it. It was Harbaugh and Peyton were like the two. I honestly thought Dan Quinn was going to be the coach from a few weeks ago. I was on the podcast. That's who it seemed like was going to be, but. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm quite thrilled. So, 
It's an, I, I don't yeah. buy that argument that it's a too it's a lot to give up for a head coach. I mean, if you just look at the, I mean, listen, your guy Hackett is a prime example. <laughs> the guy didn't even finish one season. I mean, the value of having a like you know a solid head coach. I mean, look who's on the show with us here, Jack. I mean, Belichick. Have you have you ever had another head coach in New England? I mean, Tomlin yeah. in Pittsburgh, like. You know, the Jets constantly rotating guys in and out. My organization has had nobody since Don Shula that has made any sense. I mean, Jimmy Johnson failed. It's just, you know, listen, mm-hmm. yeah, you give up a pick or whatever you're giving up as compensation. I mean, you cannot put enough value on the head coaching position. And I'm calling it a position because that's what it is. And yep. it is just as, if not more important, it probably is obviously a little more important than your starting quarterback. And this is the NFL we're talking about here. And um, I would be pumped, pumped if I was like yourself, a Broncos fan, because, the you know, the credibility that comes with this guy, you know, not even counting the fact that he's already won a Super Bowl. I mean, it's mm. just I, you can't put a value on it. I think it I think it's huge, especially for an organization that has had a and an ownership group that has had a very hard time getting, you know, getting the quarterback and the head coach. Right. Really. I mean, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, his offenses were consistently in the top 10. Uh, I mean, the, the offense is what needs work, right? I mean, the offensive line's a joke right now. Skill position players, we've still got a lot of talent. Defense was good. And, I mean, the big problem with ha- fucking Hackett, too, is the dude, he brought in all these first-time coordinators for every position. Like, nobody had experience. It was a total shit show last year. It's so undisciplined, the most penalized team. So, yeah, he's going to at least bring some... Uh, some, some bring the hammer down on Russ if if that's going to be the case you know if you can get out of that contract in a year or two eat a lot of dead cap but like I said you're not hiring a coach to fix a quarterback you're hiring him for a culture and uh, I think we got the best one on the market for that I mean I, I would have liked Harbaugh too of course but I mean it's hard to argue against Peyton's resume so I'm pretty yeah. happy pretty happy guy. and then you get yeah and then jack we can laugh because hackett is now with the jets so absolutely I mean, yeah yeah let's this I, I i am i have been recently eating up and thoroughly enjoying the new york media's coverage of the aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. saga if you will yeah. because you know around yeah. here it's a thing yeah. and it just makes me laugh because whether he comes here, which I don't even see happening, if he was a smart human, he would not come here. But, like, it's it's just laughable. It's laughable at this point. And I don't think it has the conversation for that has to go any further than just saying, if you're Aaron Rodgers, why are you going to leave the NFC, which right now is, and I'm not, no, no dig or no, you know, no offense to the Eagles right here. The Eagles... Had a great season. They're very strong offensively and on the defensive front. You know, they they deserve to be in the Super Bowl, I think. But go through their schedule. <laughs> go through the NFC playoff team schedules. I mean, the far superior is the AFC to the NFC. Why is Aaron Rodgers in his late 30s going to come to the Jets of all organizations and try to compete with the likes of all the quarterbacks that are dominant in the AFC when he could just sit in the NFC if they get a receive, if they get a, a competent receiver the first half of this season, they would have been in the playoffs. I mean, it's just it's. Yeah, I, 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 I just wonder. I wonder how much of his destiny is in his hands at this point, though. I mean, he could always just turn around and retire, but at the same time, like at a certain point, I think the Packers have to say, like, okay, like who's the highest bidder, and we we just need to make this happen because you know we're probably just going to stall out again. Um, 
you know, at a certain point, we got to start paying some of our skill position players here, and I, I don't know. I, I, I could see it going either way, honestly, but like, I, I don't. I just don't know how much Rogers actually controls his destiny right now. Hmm. His uh, personality in that media market, I'm sure, will go swimmingly if that actually oh, does happen, right? No, <laughs> no, no, not good, not good. The, the, you know, you're not sitting on the Pat McAfee show every Tuesday saying whatever the hell pops up in your brain and then getting away with it around here. I mean, every statement, every sentence he regurgitates on that show is going to be destroyed around here. So it already is right now. They're doing it right now, and he's not even on the team. So, uh Look, the circus continues in East Rutherford, and, you know, as always, I enjoy every friggin' minute of it, so bring it on. Bring, come on over, Aaron. You know, he'll do just as good as Brett did. Like, we're not, we're not the FC East. We're not afraid of you. That's what I would say. Um, anyway, all right, so, look, we talked pre-show. I've thought about this all week. My normal partner in crime is away in the Caribbean, living his best life. But we have learned this week over chat how um, how much of a Kansas City Chief hater my man PJ actually is. So I have assembled what I thought would be the best group to uh, do what we're going to do tonight. This is going to be the Kansas City Chief hate party. We are just going to throw shade okay. at Kansas City, the luckiest team to ever play in the NFL. And I want to disclaimer this, okay – I want to preface this by saying I was a winner this past Sunday. I parlayed Eagles money line with the Bengals, and I bought two points, so I had them at plus four. So I won. So I am not coming at the Chiefs or the officiating or the league in any way as a loser when it comes to wagering my finances on the sport. But. Yeah, but we're gonna let's touch on the first game first. Actually, we'll do some BSV first, and then we'll talk about the two games. But I will just say right off the bat here that I am disgusted with the officiating, and it's you know we could nitpick plays back and forth and call it what it is. Mahomes' two feet were out. All the all the things we've all heard already. It's Tuesday already, so I mean all this stuff has been discussed to wit's end. But my point is simply, and I've said this before. You're watching a great game of football, which is all you ask for when you're not got, when you don't have a dog in the fight when you get this late in the season. And they will never cease to remind you that there are three teams on the field in these games. And that was disgusting. That was disgusting. All right, I'm gonna bite my tongue. We're gonna hit a little BSV. <laughs> Obviously, somebody, I am. Somebody sounds animated. That's what I was. I say. just, you know, I was yawning and you know considering canceling before we got on, and all the energy is back. I've been holding this in for. I've sent a couple text messages, but I have not spoken about this stuff out loud. Um, all, right. all right, let's get this. Let's get to our two BSV callers, and uh, then we will. We will dissect some of uh, this fucking atrocity that is the NFL, and and I'm getting I'm getting shit talked on the big show by law because I called in and I said no show. This is for last week. I said I'm sorry, no show. And he's like, well, what the fuck? They don't cover any other sport. They hate <laughs> basketball. They hate baseball. Now we're in the most important day of their NFL season, and they're not doing a fucking show. Uh, you know what, Law? I might tap out, man, and I'm allowed to tap out. You topped out. You tapped out of your honor. <laughs> Pete taps out of every fucking other show. 
I could tap out of the NFL if I want to. Okay, it's been a very long season. This season, I cannot recall a more exhausting season when it comes to the NFL. But again, I'm going to take a deep breath. We're going to listen to some other people's opinions, and then uh, and then you guys can figure out how to shut me up. So here we go. All right, All right. let's get into a little BSV real quick. All right, here we go. And I'm drinking hop slam. is the number. All right, right out of the gate. This is my boy. This is the animal I created this season. My boy Alex from Clifton. Here we go. Tommy, TJ, South. First of all, um, Philadelphia did deserve the win. Um, As an Isles fan, I was kind of glad to see Purdy get injured, but it was good seeing him come back, you know. Samson couldn't do anything. I I give, you know, San Francisco credit though with their defense in the first half. But, you know, it just it all came apart and uh man, they really imploded. Um but you know, the game was brutal. With all the fights, the slams, it was uh, it was pretty hilarious, you know. Uh, Bengals, Chiefs, that was a sloppy game. That was painful to watch, but you know, I, I really thought you know Mahomes would lose because he's injured and he wouldn't play under set, but I guess he proved me wrong. You know, Burrow had a good outing himself. Mostly good, but it, was, it wasn't really the best. But, uh, that's the Eagles and the Chiefs making the Super Bowl. San Francisco, Cincinnati, both had good seasons. Give me the Eagles in the Super Bowl, 40 to 29. MVP, Jalen Hurts. Let me know what you guys think. Tommy. Right, I think he should switch to Sativa for the morning calls. That's what I think. <laughs> the the last time is... <laughs> I was that fucking creeped out listening to uh, any sort of binge audio was uh, the first time I heard this drop. Me and my lady. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> a, it, was a, it was an early Monday morning call. Makes sense. That makes <laughs> yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Um... He called back, so I'm going to play that. But real quick, he, he, this, him and another kid at the store that where I where these guys are where I get them from, and they're all talking about how bad that game was. I mean, and they're not talking about the end either. They're just saying it was a boring game. I don't know what they were watching there. I mean, I was 
locked into that game until the end. But again, we'll get to that. All right, he calls back 30 minutes later. Maybe he had a coffee. Here we go. Howdy, PJ. Alex again. I was with Frost oh, Mention. Yeah. Was yeah. Cincinnati losing? In my opinion, this is karma. This is karma to Eli Apple. That Ohio State punk ass who tweeted out making fun of the Mark Hamlin situation. That ain't cool. This is karma. This is God saying, karma's a bitch. This is what you deserve. You should have never treated those things. Hold out at, you know, Josh Allen and uh, Stephon Diggs saying that they need, you know, therapy, couples therapy. <laughs> I didn't hear that. What the fuck? That's hilarious. <laughs> and saying, you know, make fun of, you know, when DeMar Hamlin had, uh, you know, the heart symbol with his hair. Those emojis in Cancun and three. Get the fuck out of here. Who the fuck do you think you are? Eli Apple, you're nothing but a fucking bust in the NFL. You are a joke. This is karma. This is why your team lost. Because you talk shit. You got what you fucking deserve. It's one of the reasons why I think Cincinnati lost. But besides that, you know, I don't feel bad for Cincy at all, a little bit, after that. I forgot to mention that, but I don't feel bad. Fuck you, like Apple, man. <laughs> Who does that? That's unclassy. That's a class A douchebag move. Let me know all you guys think. Uh, Eli Apple, man. Eli Apple was so bad here in New York, just just on the just performance wise, I, you know. And I mean, he's obviously coming down pretty hard on Eli Apple here. But I mean, if I'm an opposing offense, I'm going to work on Eli Apple's side. I mean, that, I know he's had some moments, but overall, I don't think that he's personally a strong cornerback. But the one thing he mentions here, which is actually a topic I wanted to get in with you guys, we could talk about this separate of the game. So I'll bring it up now because he kind of hit on a little bit. But do you guys think that uh, Cincinnati did a little too much talking with the Burrowhead Stadium? And all, I know that was also the mayor, but the team was doing a lot of talking because post-Bills game, and we didn't have a show after Cincinnati just basically fucking bitch slapped Buffalo and did whatever the hell they wanted with them. That is the most shocking game. Not that I didn't expect Cincinnati to play well, but I mean, we didn't do a show that week, probably for the best for some of our listeners, because I had nothing positive to say about that performance by the Buffalo Bills. But okay, so they were upset that they were, you know, selling tickets to the game in Atlanta. They go up to Buffalo. Nobody gives them a chance. Spread says so. They rolled them. Okay, so. Then they did a lot of talking, though. What do you? I mean, did you guys think that they were maybe chatting a little bit too much Definitely. going into this week? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, in the KC market, that's all I fucking heard from everybody is all oh, they're doing is talking, all they're doing is talking. So I mean, yeah, I mean, to the I'm sure the Chiefs use it as bulletin board material, like that's always yeah. a thing. But and as soon as the game was over, of course, it's all their the oh. Chiefs players are saying. So I mean, oh. clearly they used it as motivation and they took offense to it, but. Yeah, they were talking a lot. Like, it was like, dude, just fucking play. Like, just shut up and play. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. as much as I like Joe Burrow, and I do I do like him. Like, I don't know. He, I kind of like the fact that uh, he, he just, he talks a little bit of shit, you know. There, some, some reporter a couple weeks ago was like, you know, 
what do you feel like your playoff or your Super Bowl window is? And he just responds by saying, uh, my whole career is the Super Bowl window. I intend to win the Super Bowl every season. <laughs> it's just like, you know what? That's actually a good response to that. Like, it's pretty yeah, cool. yeah. Kind of like yeah. that, you know? But, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It seems like he sort of sets the tone for that. And he seemed to be the only guy on the team after the loss who said, yeah, you know, you got to learn from every loss just like we, we do. And we'll learn from this one. And it seemed like he is the type of person who knows how to handle the criticism after it doesn't go his way. Whereas, and he, and he sort of, I think he talks like the right amount of smack. Whereas I think his teammates maybe went a little too far and, you know, ultimately it kind of backfired on them. Yeah. And then the mayor of Cincinnati obviously didn't do them any favors either, but yeah, I mean, bulletin board material. Yeah. It's very cliche, but you know what? I mean, that's exactly what they provided Kansas city. So I think they definitely went, a little too far when it comes to that. But I like his cockiness, too. I don't think it's cockiness as much as it is confidence. Um, you know, tough, tough overall for them. After losing the Super Bowl last year, everybody expects them to take the, the whole traditional step back, and they find themselves in the exact same position they were in last year, in the exact same stadium, in the exact same game. And, hey, look, I mean, it just didn't go their way. You're playing the number one seed. You're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, this is a top three i'd say top two because i'm taking buffalo buffalo is not in my mind i'm not discussing that team as a top anything right now okay mm-hmm. uh, this season finishes for me at this point and i'm i as a miami dolphins fan and jack maybe you would even maybe you felt the same way at some point in the last couple of weeks i now sit back and go hey you know what I don't go into next season with some kind of like AFC East divisional defeatist attitude. Like, well, the Bills are going to win the division, and so we oh, got to try to get a lock. No fucking way. Okay, that's over now. This was their you know? year. This was the fucking yeah, year for yeah. them to do that, and they. Well, fucked it I up. think last year was their year. I hate to say it. it <laughs> last be. year was their year, and they didn't squib kick. I'm sorry. Kick the fucking ball on the ground. I said yeah. it last year, and I'll continue to say it. That that was a huge error in judgment. Um. But anyway, sorry to sorry to bring that up, Bills fans, if you're actually still <laughs> listening. I mean, I, I would be looking into MLB uh, <laughs> spring training also, which I've also been doing. But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not sitting around. You know, I'm not I'm not screaming Josh Allen top three quarterback, fucking Bills top three team in the AFC. I'm sorry, they were look they looked pedestrian so many times this season, and you know, three times against my team, and twice you know, once against Skylar Thompson. So I just I mean, and I wasn't on the show. Um, I guess I was I even on the show. I don't even fucking remember if I was on after the Bills Dolphins game. I was, but I don't know if I expressed it enough on that. I mean, how I actually finished my season like you know what? I'm fucking proud of my team. They were just riddled by injuries in the quarterback position. It was a complete disaster the whole entire to it thing. And the fact that we almost took Buffalo out in Buffalo in the wild card weekend, I couldn't have asked for anything more. Having said that, after what I just went through. For, right. for 18 weeks, right? So so it's amazing, but next year I am actually might go in with more confidence than I've ever had. And a main factor of that is the way that Buffalo has just proven to me that they are all hype. They, and now they're good. They're good. Of course they're good. They're very good. But, you know, and, and, and the way the Diggs handled that loss, it's just an embarrassment. And, and it shows you that they expected to, re- like you said, Jack, if this, if, you know, they definitely thought this was their year. 
and his behavior was it was just you know childish and there's just really nothing else to say about that except that you show your true colors in times of adversity burrow handles it somebody like stefan diggs obviously does not so so let, let me let me ask a, a quick question while we're here because i think I, I found a meme of this somewhere in the season and dropped it in the chat i'm trying to find it now to you know maybe send to you guys but why is it that every wide receiver is a fucking diva like all of them like, like there was that meme that came out i don't know maybe this year maybe it was a few years back and i just found it this season but it was like you know tweets from different positions in football right and it's like you know quarterback let, you know let's go win the game tight end is like uh you know french fries are awesome Running back is like, you know, get, get, getting at it. Love to, you know, can't wait to get back on the field with my brothers. And then the wide receiver tweet is always like, you know, uh, steady is the hand that stabs you in the back or something. Like, like, like uh. what the fuck is wrong with these guys where they just feel like they're, they're above everything on the field and they just act like fucking petulant children when things don't go their way. And that from T.O. and Randy Moss, right? I was, yeah, I was gonna say it's like, I mean, in our in our life, in our lifetimes, I mean, I just know it as being such, right? I don't even mm-hmm. think that, you know, I don't think I need an explanation. It's just expected from the position. If we're exactly the two guys that you just mentioned, Chad, I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, they solidified the position as it's just diva. I mean, no. it's crazy. Randy, it's Randy Moss, so Burris. Yeah, I was talking about Plaxico Burris recently. Hilarious story some guy was telling me about his jersey. But, you know, I mean, that idiot shoots himself in the leg, brings a gun into a club. I mean, these guys just they're, they think they're invincible. Yeah, it's crazy. And, uh, and they, play, they play one of the, the least rough, if not the least rough. I know that's not grammatically correct, but that position is – you're running as fast as you can to avoid everybody. You're not tackling anybody. You're trying not to get hit. You're mostly, you know, you're more fragile than say your running backs. And you know, it's just, it's maybe that's what it is because maybe they're the, maybe they have the most fear on the field because they're the ones who are. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious though, right? Wide receivers are the biggest pussies, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you want to give me a lineup of NFL, you know, position players, yeah, I think we draft them first. <laughs> You know, unless Makes it's sense. Tua, if it's, you know, if Tua's in the lineup at the QB, it's like, all right, well, I got to take Mr. Fragile, so we'll bring him over here. All right, now, where are the wide receivers? Right. Oh, come here, Diggs. Come here. I know. I know. He didn't throw you the ball. I know. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Come here. Come, come here. On. It's going to be got okay. Some crackers and orange slices down I've in got the some hot room. sauce. Yeah, we got hot, Diggs hot sauce out of Buffalo. Come on over. The shit exists. I can't believe it's in my house. Oh, the, uh, the shit that, I don't know, this is just a pet peeve of mine I don't, it started within the last year when Diggs was on the sideline yelling I'm him I'm him I fucking hate that shit like and now like every ESPN or sports center account or any of these he is him he is him and just like anybody Ugh. like oh it's fucking so cringy I fucking hate that shit so much and now you like know, every player is doing that he I am him he is I was like fuck off please fuck oh, off. <laughs> that's nauseating you know what too with him also is all right so he was really good I mean he was good with the Vikings right we all gotta we keep seeing that clip of you know the catch against the Saints and all that stuff but when when Buffalo originally signed him I was like all right but I don't like Stefan Diggs before maybe last season he was not like a top 10 or should I say top five Chad but he wasn't like on my top <laughs> He didn't stand out to me as being like he's not one of the bigger guys like a Michael Thomas, a Devontae mm-hmm. Adams, right? A Jefferson now, 
Um, you know, Hill is a different. Hill is faster than he is, like size, big size wise. But you know, I just, I don't know. I, I was always kind of like, okay, yeah, Diggs is really good, but let's, you know, what is he really going to do when it matters? And obviously, he, you know, I, I don't want to keep talking about the Bills. I still can't. I mean, the Ken Dorsey jokes flying around my house are, are nonstop. My wife can't stand them, and it's just, you know. If it's fourth, if it's third and seven, you got to run a thirty-five yard route. I mean, that's just basically what the joke is now in this house with him. And I, it, so Cincinnati was doing it, or I forget who. Sam Fran did it the other day, and she's just like, "Who's fucking?" He's like, "Fucking Dorsey, the the offensive coordinator for the Niners." Like, it's just it's pathetic. But anyway, that's not who we're talking about here. <laughs> Fuck the Bells, okay? And They're at home. They're at home. They're playing. Josh Allen can go play golf with Aaron Rodgers. All right. Here we go. Next call. Very excited for this one. Hasn't been heard from in a while, and he's got his own sound. Here we go. Got to hit play. What's up, sportscaster homeboy Art, calling in. Not for MMA because MMA is dead right now, but for that travesty of game, the the Chiefs and the Bengals. Uh, I'll start this by saying, yes, the last penalty that gave him the personal foul Technically, was rough in the passer, but I don't know. That's a very iffy call, like, which caused them. But these fucking refs, I mean, I'm starting to buy into the fucking DM fucking tinfoil hat conspiracy theory because this was a very, very blatantly one-sided ref game. It was just officiated. Any little fucking thing was going the fucking Chiefs way. Fuck Kelsey. I can't stand that motherfucker. I never had yes. a this tape from it. This motherfucker just comes out as a fucking most obnoxious guy around. But it just seemed like it was heavily, heavily officiated one way. Like, they got words from the higher up, like, hey, we need fucking Patrick Mahomes, the Steph Curry of the fucking NFL. We need him to go to the Super Bowl. And whatever you guys gotta do, any little fucking thing, it goes the Chiefs way. So I'm curious, am I the only one that feels that way? And social media felt that way? But that was, you know, who knows? You know, that could just be of the time. This is a day or two removed from it. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. It it will be an exciting Super Bowl. Hopefully, at least that one's evenly officiated. Uh, I was, I'm a, I'm a half-assed 49er fan, and uh, it, it just sucks. We came far with not, not much, but uh, that Eagles team, I think, don't fuck up the Chiefs. And uh, I'm just curious what you guys think. Take care, guys. And Art, I just wanted to give him a standing ovation right now. <laughs> well, I guess that's why they call it MMA. Time on your back should be time spent with dudes. Tickling like children. Digs. Hugging like lovers. Spilling your dude sweat. All wanna know them. Well, I guess that's why they call it MMA. All right, call more. I I'm so proud of that sounder still to this day. Please, <laughs> I need to play it more. It is fucking one of my favorites. Um, yeah, the officiating. I mean, are we gonna just fall into this right now? I mean, let's do let's bring Mulligans into the NFL. I mean, it's just fucking. Oh, I don't know. I don't think that uh, call went the way we needed it to. So uh, let's just do that down over. But all right, hold on. Before I, we go, before we go to that game, real quick, yeah. let's just okay. So Philly, San Fran. Obviously not much of a contest, but from the perspective of what he's saying, that the Chiefs got every call going their way that game. Okay, I'm watching the game with my brother, San Fran Philly. 
okay, Purdy's already out. They go down at 7-7, and I'm like, okay. I mean, there's, there's a possibility they could, you know, their defense could keep them in this game. Right. They fucking ran a clinic in that game as well on penalties, exotic penalties I haven't seen called in weeks. I mean, they called every possible fucking penalty on the 49ers that they could come up with out of the rule book at one point. I was just like, oh my God. Now, enjoying that because I had Philly in a parlay, but holy shit, dude, as bad as the calls were against the Bengals and for the Chiefs, the same script was in the first game for the Eagles against the Niners. The problem was you didn't really notice it as much and nobody's really talking about it as much because the game was over at halftime. And it, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I really just had the game on the TV for the entire second half. I mean, I just, I right. I mean, I turned the game off at halftime. I was like, I'm not watching Josh. Josh Johnson was on the Broncos practice yeah. squad, like in, in, in camp. <laughs> I'm like, no, dude, this guy is complete trash. I, there's no chance they're winning. Yeah. Turn the game off. So yeah, no. But I mean, even if you take away what the Smith touchdown, everyone's complaining about, and like they still fucking dominate that game. So you can take that off the board and fine. Like so, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I I think once you're down to your what fourth or fifth quarterback, it's probably just not your year. Um, so yeah, I I thought the Niners could could uh, hang with them if Purdy was healthy, but clearly uh, that didn't happen and they got whooped. So yeah, just a mess. Now, just a mess of now, a game. I mean, no matter how you slice it, it, it just man. The moment Fred Warner went out with an injury, I, I immediately was like, okay, here it comes. And that, that just became like the beginning of a fucking tidal wave against the Niners. And, yes. you know, all I could say is, I look, I didn't see every Niners game this season, but obviously the Brock Purdy story was a nice one. Um, a lot of people in New England were really hoping that the, so in the offseason here, there was talk that we were moving towards a zone run scheme, right? And obviously now we know we didn't actually have a fucking offensive coordinator to implement this. But the, the whole idea was that when Brock Purdy really got going, some people in New England, New England fans were looking at that and saying, oh, wow. So like you could have this zone, you know, the zone running game and have Purdy just be a really efficient quarterback. If you just had Mac do that with the right personnel, then we would really be cooking here. And maybe that's like a hope for, you know, our, our like silly fucking pathetic uh, playoff hopes from last season. Um, <laughs> you know, it was, it was nice to see. Yeah, you're and, in it till you aren't. Right. It was nice to see. It was a good story and everything. And, and it just, the, the biggest thing for me was, yeah, you know, the, the officiating was shit, but that was kind of secondary to the fact of, like, man, like, they couldn't even feel the fucking team at a certain point. And yeah. I have a couple friends who are 49ers fans. I saw them, you know, yesterday when I was in the office, right, happened to be there, and I'm talking to the guys, and I'm just like, oh, man, you guys must have been just bummed. And, and the two of them just kind of looked at me, and they're like, yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know what you're supposed to do. We were down to our fourth quarterback, we traded for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, the defense was stellar, and the offense was was competent. But at a certain point, like, there's just too much to overcome. Like, you can talk about the officiating. You can talk about the calls going one way or the other and the Eagles fans just throwing fucking eggs at, like, some of the 49ers' uh, families. Like, I, I know that uh, Joey Bosa was there in 49ers gear, and he yep. was getting hazed by the fucking Phillies crowd, you know? Uh <sighs> 
you know, all that kind of shit. But at the end of the day, it's just like, yeah, I mean, you know, Kyle Shanahan is a good coach, and obviously he did a really good job this season, but... I mean, at a certain point, like, if you don't have the horses, then, like, what what can you... You can't do anything. Like, you're just... You're stuck, you know? Um, yeah. So, no matter and, what... And Shanahan's Shana actually been taking shit, and it's, like, people. Like, what is this guy... What more could he have done with you this? Can't, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't fucking hang that on Shanahan. Like, like no. he had a fucking quarterback that he had to put back into the game who couldn't feel his arm and still completed a few passes. Like, if anything, you should have more respect for Brock Purdy after that and Correct. not, you know, less respect for Shanahan. Yeah, and Purdy, this injury is UCL or whatever. I mean, he could, his surgery legitimately not be ready to start next season. I mean, it's a serious injury. I can't mm-hmm. believe he went back in. The, when I saw him back in, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. 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 Go I mean, to the Wildcat or something. The game's over. But it, it does speak, though, TM, to something that you and PJ have been talking about in the chat and on these these episodes. You know, the more you look at it, the Eagles have had a good season. You, you, you can't fault a team for winning the games that they won. But, like, they've kind of had a soft fucking ride to the Super Bowl. I mean, in all honesty, they didn't have a whole lot of challenges this year. And it just kind of makes you wonder... If this game actually was a fair fight with full health, full strength, um, you know, the Niners' defense was playing well in the first half. I mean, they had a couple mistakes here and there, but it's like you said, they had a chance to go, what were they, 7-7 seven to seven at a certain point? I mean, they had yeah. chances here Second and there. Quarter. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just, you know, you can't operate without a, a fucking quarterback. I, I think that uh, that's a great point you're making. If it's if it's full strength and health going into that game, I, I mean, I, I probably was taking the Niners with the points because the Niners were hot. The only reason I ended up with Philly on the money line, I was just kind of like, look, I mean, this and PJ had even said it into the chat. He's like, because he's like, TM's all just mad because he doesn't know how to bet. Well, he was exactly right. I was getting frustrated because I was granted this free play and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, yeah. I, I couldn't figure it out. But in the end, then PJ had hit on what I was thinking. It's like Purdy is eventually going to have – this is going to have to run out here. You know, I mean, he's he's technically the third-string quarterback. Mm-hmm. And he was surrounded, of course, by a ton of talent. But if you went back – I went back and I looked at their list, you know, all the opponents he's played, which was nobody. And then I looked at where his statistical his, – his statistics were coming from, and it was from dump-offs to McCaffrey and passes to Kittle – uh, like Ayuk and, and Debo were not being utilized. I mean, that team was underperforming on offense because of him. There's like Ayuk was having a monster season with Garoppolo. And Debo Samuel, you look back to last year, he was one of the best weapons in the league. So it's like, yeah, Purdy was getting the wins, but if you looked at how he was doing it, there was so much more that that offense could have been doing. And they weren't True. doing it because they were limited by... Brock Purdy, not to put down Brock Purdy, but but you just have to take it for what it is. He's a third-string practice squad guy who is getting an opportunity, and he's not making mistakes. But you put him in against a defense like Philadelphia. I mean, I'm hearing the statistics. Four guys had 10 sacks. Right. He didn't play anything close to that in his run to the postseason. Right. Right. No team, no defense was near that level. Yeah. So, I I don't know. It's... It's truly one of like, 
<laughs> you know, I, I was immediately reminded of the fucking Deflate Gate game. Because that, what was that, like 49 to 7, 49 to 14 at the end of that game? And it was just a beatdown. But that was not, that was, that was just a fair fucking fight. Like, the Colts couldn't hack it, you know? That's just what it came down to. Um, but I can't remember a recent playoff game that was just so fucking dead on arrival within, like, 10 minutes of the, of the play, you know? I, I mean, it's just like... You know, I, I checked into the second half here and there, but once Purdy was out and Johnson came in and you saw what he was doing, it's just, yeah, there was just nothing to it. I mean, you know, points to you, if uh, those those of you who were out there who stuck it out to the end of that game, I, I didn't have it in me. But, um, yeah, it just, you know, it, it, it went a certain way. And I think after Purdy was injured... Maybe that's when the script kicked in, and <laughs> and uh, and the NFL was like, "Yeah, you need to fucking you, we cannot have Josh Johnson yeah. versus whoever else in the Super Bowl." Great point. Get great this point. out of here now. Yeah, so. great point. Great point. And and every, I mean every yeah I mean every time I looked up at the television, San Fran was punting. That's all I was seeing. So I was like, okay, yeah. I mean this you know this is over. This is what it is. All yeah, right, at so that all point, this, I was yeah. on a, I was on a fucking traitors binge at that point. So you know. hell yeah, fucking. I am very interesting. All right, so all that being said, let's put the Niners to bed with this. Is Tom Brady their starting quarterback for one final ride into the sunset on his childhood favorite team in 2023? Chad C. I literally was about to say, it's going to be very interesting to see who's playing quarterback for them next year because (laughs) you you trade all those picks for Trey Lance. Purdy, like you said, probably out at least through training camp possibly. And then Garoppolo is, what, a free agent? So, yeah, yeah, I'd say of the top, I mean, they're they're in the top three teams of of uh, where Brady could go, right? I think it's Raiders have been thrown out there, and the Dolphins were poo-pooed, I think, this week. Oh, but, get out of here with that nonsense. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That, that was always a rumor, but I never saw that happening, right? But I, I, I could see it happening. I could definitely – I don't – I wouldn't put it past it, at least for a bridge or something to – but, I mean, are you really going to sit Lance again? Uh, I mean, the guy hasn't shown healthy uh, his health, but they traded all those fucking picks for him. So yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to do, but Shanahan can win with whoever. Clearly, so I would say, yeah, I, I'd lean like I don't know, I'm just like seventy percent. Yes, Ooh, possibly, but nice. I don't know. yeah, that's where I'm Jack, at. Jack, what do you think, Jack? <sighs> yeah, I mean, he destroyed his family for his career, so he might as well just fucking, you know, keep going till the wheels fall off. So, yeah, sure, fucking, why not do it? He just Let's moved see. to San Fran, live in his old childhood bedroom. He's probably got Niners <laughs> pennants on the wall. Mom can make him fucking Cheerios for breakfast, and he could just fucking crush it. Wheaties, yeah. you know? Yeah, I bet he I gets th- to eat his fucking vegan animal crackers and kiss all his children <laughs> on the lip. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it still bothers me, that video. <laughs> It bothers me. That, it bothers me so much that Jack's just turned on him so much. Now it's just so it hurts. I mean, I, dude, I, I it's, can't it's even infected my other hobby. It's like <laughs> I love movies, and now I gotta occasionally see a fucking trailer for this atrocity of uh, a, a fucking movie, which is like I just the, the dude needs to go. He he just needs to go away. He needs to retire. He needs to stop. I, I can't. I can't fucking deal with this shit. It's it's so fucking annoying. I can't describe to you how frustrating it is to see this fucker doing this shit all the time. Oh, my God. I, I had to sit through 80 for Brady, and uh, 
can confirm it is absolute garbage. Oh, God, dude. Wow. There's. A, can I tell you a scene in this movie? Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Who cares? There's, there's legit. This is the, the Falcons, <laughs> the Falcons, you know, famous 28 to 7 Super Bowl, right? Falcons, Patriots. Sure. Uh, there's a, one scene where all four of the old broads get up into the offensive coordinator booth and are literally. Uh, talking to Brady through the headset, he turns around and is like talking to them, and they're telling him what plays to run in order to come back in this game. Are that you... is a legit scene that fucking happens. Oh my god! Oh my god! It is, it is, it is I... as bad, if not worse, than you think. Like I'm just I telling you, it is, I it is brutal, dude. I can't even fucking. <laughs> you know what, TM? Here's what I'll do. If you want, uh oh, yes. Yes, I do. I do want. Do I want to say this on a recording? Let well, me think just, about... hold, just hold, just hold off on it because the yeah. binge sportscast does need content post Super Bowl. So maybe there's something we can do. Here's what I'll say: the only commentary? way, the commentary. only way I will watch this movie is if it's a commentary with the two of you and PJ. That's what I'll say. So. Ah, book it. Yeah, pretty, pretty fun. Pretty fun. Look at oh, that's I, done. I could see it way week, too much. One summer week taken care of. <laughs> oh my god! I can't, what do you I mean? What do you? I, I can't, dude. We can, we we can't talk about this. It's playoffs. We can't talk about this bullshit. Okay, all right. Let's okay. okay. So, what what are your Stay thoughts tuned. then, Tom? What do you what do you think? Um, do you I was think really high. Like I was really high. Listen, him going to San Fran is very storybook, and it's. You know, I think it's something that would be great for him. Storybook, but I just... storybook Jim? Nine hands? <laughs> Let me know when to kick off. I don't, I don't know. Oh, oh, God. God. Dude, why do you have to bring him up? Okay, we're not even... let me tell you. All right, real, let me give my Brady thoughts, and then I have something to say about Romo as we get into the nightcap. Okay. Uh, so I think for, for Brady, what a great story. Go home. Look at that ready-made team that basically just needs a quarterback if you want to get into it. But you know what? It's a little too perfect. Why does Shanahan want to bring him in? Just look at the fucking tape from Tampa this year. That team fucking sucked. And the only reason they made the playoffs is because they're in the shittiest conference and the shittiest division. And the easiest money I made in this season, which wasn't much, but it was Dallas at Tampa week one because everybody gets all fucking up in arms oh my god brady is an underdog at home yeah look motherfuckers there's a reason because they are awful and they were awful all fucking year they lost games to the panthers they didn't even score a touchdown i mean get out of my face yes my team makes the playoffs because there were seven teams how about we do six teams and if a division winner doesn't finish at 500 or better they're eliminated like, okay. get the garbage out. That was so bad. So, anyway, my theory has been Vegas because I yeah. think he'll go with Josh and mm-hmm. Devontae's there and Jacobs is there. I don't know if Waller's going to be there, but, I mean, that's just as good of a, I think, of a spot from an offensive weapon perspective or, you know, not just as good. San Fran is fucking loaded. He would be fortunate and very lucky to get that opportunity. I don't think the organization's going to give it to, to him. And I think yep. if you just look at this year's performance, how could you fucking bring him in there? Like, give it to Lance and get somebody that can back up, like a like a bridge war. I don't know, fucking Teddy sucks, but or like a oh god, who's the guy that's played for Buffalo and the Giants? They stabbed him in in on the Chargers. They got uh, Tyrod, uh, Tyrod Tyra Taylor. Yeah, Tyra, I, you yeah, know, yeah. get him in there. Maybe Baker. 
something like that. I mean, Baker sucks too. It's funny that the, in all the Jets conversations around here, Baker is also brought up. And I'm, again, I'm like, did anybody watch this season? I think he had one good game on a Thursday and scored 19 points, and we're all gonna, it's. Yeah, thanks for thanks for rubbing that in. It's against the Broncos, you asshole. What do you care? And improve your draft pick. What do you care? <laughs> I'm just fucking. Who did yeah, improve? improve the Seahawks draft pick. You shut your mouth. That's right. What is, oh, that's awful. I'm sorry. I didn't bring you on here to put you down. Man. It's a good day for you. It's a good day for you. No, no, I'm not I'm trying totally to. Yeah. With you. Okay. Okay. Good. Now, yeah, but listen. All these cover every conversation we've had tonight so far, it in my mind, it all comes back to the same thing, and that is that the league stinks. I mean, and I've been saying this all year, and everybody wants to give me shit for it, but name me ten good teams. Like, I'm sorry, oh, you yeah. go over the Eagles and the Niners' schedules, and this is what I was doing on Sunday morning, pulling my hair out, and I'm like, these guys have played nobody. Now I say that in my head, but each of them have played you know 13 teams so it's like aside from kansas city and i guess the chargers on the niners i think it was the niners schedule like what am i looking at with this league it fucking sucks it's so bottom heavy it's embarrassing anyway segue into the afc championship game here are two of the top three teams in the league i would say or you know definitely top five teams in the league and in my opinion, we are watching a classic down to the wire. You've got the Bengals making this, excuse me, same type of comeback they did last year in the AFC Championship game. The touchdown to Higgins on, I think it was fourth and six to even the score in the third quarter, I thought was just fucking unbelievable. Great pass, great catch. Great football. That's the kind of shit you want to see on Thursday, Sunday, and Monday nights when your teams are not actually playing, right? Correct. Give me a good fucking game. Give me my fantasy points. Give me my gambling victories if I need it. But above all else, just give me some entertaining football. And that is exactly what we're getting until the fourth quarter. And he, and listen— we want to go back and nitpick every play of the game. Of course, we're not going to do that here. We're drinking and we're the binge sports cast and we, who cares? I don't have the time to fucking do the analysis. But sure. Joe Burrow was, Joe Burrow was probably roughed. You know, give me that 15 yard personal foul three, four times in this game. He never got one call. Nope. That is blasphemy to me because mm-hmm. he is a top five quarterback. You have got to start giving that man those calls. You know, really I mean, does. Josh Allen gets him. But Josh Allen doesn't really get roughed very often at all because he avoids. Now, we all know Mahomes gets every call. That's also nothing new. So I hate that that's been such dialogue for this game as well. you got to expect that. When you're sitting there watching Jim Nance and Tony Romo call a fucking Kansas City Chiefs home game, he's going to get – he's getting fellatio while getting the calls. I mean, that's just the way it works. He's getting it from both sides. How it's always been, yep. How it's always been, and it's never not been that way. But you Burrow know. got nothing. He got nothing. And then, so, oh, real quick, Jack, then, yeah, came yeah. The, then came the mulligan. And I, you know, you can't convince me. And I'm not even saying it's fixed. There was just so much incompetence with that referee team at that moment. And it's like... That that is what cannot happen to me. That is the biggest game of the season at that point against two of the best teams in a in a very important, like the most important game at that moment. And these idiots 
cannot get it right. They're changing the clock. The guy says, I mean, incomplete pass to McKinnon, second and whatever. Something happens. There's some kind of bullshit. We got to talk to this coach. We got to talk to that coach. This asshole runs in from the sideline. All this time, we're all sitting here staring at the fucking game with absolutely nothing happening. And then he says, please reset the play clock to whatever, 25 seconds or whatever it was, and both clocks will start on my whistle. And I look at Kerry and I go, it was a dead ball. It was an incomplete pass. What are they talking about? How are you fucking that up in this game? And that's before the mulligan. But what is going on in that sequence? It is a disaster. Sorry. Go ahead, Jack. I mean, there's so many things to talk about from from this weekend. You know, um, and, you know, as being a fan of the team I'm a fan of, take that for what it's worth, you know, put that aside. But, like, let's just look at it. You know, the Chiefs, uh, five AFC title games, right? That, that's huge. Um, the Eagles, right? This is the third appearance in the Super Bowl for them with a different head coach and different quarterback. That's pretty impressive, you know, just, like, organizationally. These are really interesting stats that, uh, you know, over time, some of them are, are going to be you know, different records that'll be broken and all kinds of stuff. Um, I think Travis Kelsey got the second place for most receiving yards in the playoffs, I believe, over Edelman. It's like Jerry Rice, Kelsey, and Edelman now. Um, there's all these, like, interesting, great achievements that you would hope to be part of the story and, like, things that you would talk about as a football fan, right? And yet the one thing you come away with after this weekend is the fucking referees. And... I don't know what to say about any of it other than the fact that the NFL has a problem that doesn't need to be solved because they keep making more and more money year over year and we keep watching because it's like a junkie. It's like a fix that we need, right? Um, yes. You said it. We want points. We want fantasy trophies. We want our betting lines, we want our prop bets, all of this stuff. All of it, right? So this, we can keep complaining about the referee issue, but I do not see a situation where it ever gets any better because there's no incentive for it to get better. You know, it's the old, if it ain't broke, don't fix it problem. Well, nobody cares about the integrity of the game when it comes to referees. Literally no one. The only reason I think that referees are given the status that they are is to put forth platforms of player safety and overall um, like like community outreach goodwill towards like health professionals and you know whatever it's like breast can cancer awareness month and shit like that I, I really think that like referees are more of a uh, like like a totem on the field for the NFL corporate level to, be able to, like, push whatever agenda they have. I don't think anybody actually gives a fuck. Other than the people actually on the field playing the game, I don't think the owners give two fucks what is going on on the field itself. Because regardless of what happens, Dan Snyder is sharing the profits with Jerry Jones, right? So the way that this whole system is set up does not incentivize solving this problem on any level. And I, it just sucks. And we're always going to have this as a bone of contention forever because it's impossible for it not to be a thing. I mean, the fucking Minnesota miracle, right? 
Think, think about that shit. Like, just shit doesn't get called, and you have things that change the trajectory of careers and betting lines and everything else, and there's no reason for anybody to step in and do anything about it. I mean, we brought up Romo a second ago. There's actually yeah. a theory out there that CBS told Romo to stop calling the plays before they happen due to the fact that that may give uh, bookies and bettors an edge on being able to predict or figure out how to determine like same game parlays and prop bets. So, or like live betting, like there's, exactly. there's live, you can bet on each play. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's so much to this. <sighs> It sucks. But don't you what do you think sucks. the Bengals owner isn't pissed off? But at the end of I mean, the day, I, there's a lot of I understand what you mean, but there is a lot of like I don't think the NFL wants the you know the the takeaway from Championship Sunday to be that their league is fixed for but, Vegas. But and that's what a lot of people way. think. And I don't even think that. I'm not even screaming that this game was fixed. I just think that they're idiots. They're idiots on the Okay, let me just ask you this. Okay. Yeah. The Minnesota, we're going to go back to wild card weekend, but the Minnesota, the Giants at Minnesota, I thought was a fantastic football game. And that game, it had its share of penalties, but every time in that game, and this is the only game I think I've ever seen this happen, but every time there was a questionable catch or a penalty that was like, come on. I mean, it seemed that in that game, and that is a, this is a standalone game for me. And sure. the whole time I was watching it, I was putting together furniture and just kept thinking, like, who do I like? I wanted to talk to everyone and anyone about, like, what is happening here? It felt like every review was expedited from somewhere else. Every call, they would just say, you know what? We're changing it to an incomplete pass. I mean, right. the official, the lead official was right up to the camera, right on his microphone after further review or, you know, after deliberation. We've decided that was incomplete, and it was, and it was. We were seeing the review. We were knowing it was incomplete, and then immediately the officials were fixing their mistake. Yeah. And to and I have never experienced that before watching a game. I don't think anyone has. And to me, what is going on in that game? Let's get that going everywhere because to me, it it led to a better product. It was it was more entertaining to watch. It had a better pace that game. And they were getting the calls right. Like, it was unbelievable. I think one of the officials, I'm sorry, one of the announcers, I think it was Burkhart and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like one of the top guys. It was one of the newer teams. They were like, these guys are killing it today. And this game yeah. is good. And it, they were right. Like, they were noticing it too. So what was going on there that was clearly not going on in Kansas City? Yeah, I just... You know. I, I don't know. The more, you know, obviously you and PJ have been doing this show for a few few years now, right? And you always bring it up. NFL's fixed. The games are rigged, blah, blah, blah. And the more yeah, But see, I'm kind of saying – I'm saying that in jest a lot of the times because I'm oh, making bad sure. bets, right? I mean, for I don't sure. – I mean, listen – do I believe that there's a chance Goodell could say, "Look, guys, we need it to be we need it to be Philadelphia, Kansas City, because I can't have Brock Purdy get killed by you know either AFC team in the biggest game of the year, and also we kind of screwed Casey last year, so we got to yeah. screw." Says, so, "Do I think that that's a possibility?" Yeah, I guess so. But at the end of the day, I mean, these guys still got to make fucking plays. 
I think it's easier to fix an NBA game than it is an NFL well, game. Well, here's 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 what I'll say to that. Less in the realm of like actually fixing the game because I think there are way too many moving parts to, to right. necessarily Especially like do football, that, yes. right? Yes, but I, I think in exactly. terms of I'm saying I, I guess I'm saying something different. I'm saying fix the game in terms of like fixing bad refereeing, bad bad calls on the field, right? I don't think that they're. I just don't think that they give a shit. I, I even if I'm Mike Brown to, or is it Mike Brown? Mike Brown owned the Bengals. In any case, I'm the Bengals owner today, right? And I'm saying, fuck, we should have won. This sucks. Now they got to figure out contract disputes and all that stuff for next season. But at the end of the day, man, Mike Brown and his family and any of his special guests, they get complimentary tickets and suites to the Super Bowl. They get to bring their business partners. And, you know, leverage that against their other millions, if not billions of dollars in in profits and revenues. Right. Um, right. And and they'll be back next year. And they're going to be in the playoffs again next year. Exactly. So I think these trophies mean a lot less to most of these owners than they do to to the majority of them. Or or to a minority of them, I should say. Um, I, I don't know. That's a theory I have. I could be totally wrong here, but... Why else? Why else would they not do the obvious things? Belichick has been lobbying for years for them to put cameras in the end zones. Literally, just put fucking four more cameras in each end zone when each one is parallel with the goddamn lines of the end zone, so you can see exactly where a player is when they either catch the ball or fumble it or get in bounds or out of bounds or whatever. And mm-hmm. won't fucking do it. They put pylon cameras in instead. Well, you know what the problem with the fucking pylon camera is? It only shows one angle. Like, like these are solvable problems that they don't right. want to solve. And the question becomes, why? Because they would cost more money and they don't give a fuck. And that's just what it is. There's no other explanation. That's it. Well, I, th- I, 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 can, I can get on board with your theory as far as the league is concerned. But I think when it comes to the owners, I mean, you see the way some of these owners act. But the league is games. the owners. I think... The oh, league well, is the owners. Right. Yeah, you're right. Like, That's like a good they point. Yeah. they collectively bargain with the players' association to be able to dictate the terms of the game that they play. They're the ones who collectively agree that Roger Goodell is going to be the guy who takes all the arrows for them, so that they don't have to get up in front of the press and you know Correct. talk about any of this bullshit. They're the right. ones who dictate the terms of what the salary cap will be every year. You know, it's the owner. Like, I think that. The owners can be two, two types of people at the same time. I think in the moment, they can be competitive and, you know, be reminded during a game why they got into it in the first place and the emotion of it and all that shit. But on the other side, man, the Broncos... Uh, I'm sorry, Broncos are a bad example, but the Jaguars, right? Like, Shad Khan has done everything in his power to expand into London. He's the one team who plays there every single year. And for as shitty as that franchise has been for such a long time... I think they're in the top 10 of most profitable NFL franchises. That's all you need to know. Like, as much as we like watching this game, it's just a money-making machine for the owners, no matter what yeah. they say in front of the cameras. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be it's a huge, huge, huge part of it. 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, right. Bengals got hosed. I hope you guys, hope you guys, <laughs> are, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, Jack has completely calmed the... me down. I completely um, calm. <laughs> I go. got a nice buzz. Maybe I'm not going to yell anymore. Um... All right, let me, let me, 
let me throw one more thing at you, and then I, I want Chad to, to chime in on this, because he's okay, in the division, but... and he sees this shit more than we do. And I've been talking too much. But the Osai hit, okay? The fucking out-of-bounds hit. Mm. Are you supposed to make that call? Yeah. You know, you push a guy out-of-bounds, you're going to get that call. Sure. In week three. Sure. However, there is an alternate angle of that hit. I don't know if you guys have seen it or not, but it is a camera that is sort of up high above looking down on the side of the field where Mahomes got pushed out of bounds. Look, if I'm Mahomes, I am going to flop every fucking time I fall because I want that flag, right? Damn right. I think Mahomes is dangerously close to getting annihilated on one of these plays, okay? Because... He does this thing, and he's he's great at it. It's something that, you know, I, I haven't really seen many quarterbacks do. Kyler Murray does this pretty well, too, when he's rushing. Mahomes will, like, run 10 yards out, make a move like he's going out of bounds, and then when the defender jukes, he gets, like, another five yards and then runs out. He, like, scampers over him, right? Yeah. At a certain point, I think defenders are just going to look at him and say, you know what, even if I take this penalty, fuck you, man. And they're going to lay him out at some point. And I just don't see that being sustainable over a long period of time. And I, I kind of fear for the guy because I think he's going to get whacked. It's going to be a bad penalty. And I, I think he's going to get fucked up one of these days. But I don't know. Chad, am, am I off base here? I feel like that happens a lot, though, with this guy. Oh, yeah. He he, he flops all the fucking time. But, I mean, he gets the calls, like we just said. I mean, sure. he, he gets all of the calls all the time. And... Like, I'm a Broncos fan. I fucking hate the Chiefs. He's, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the league. Is what it is. Like, I, yeah, he is. But he is. yeah, and he and he get he does, but he does flop like a motherfucker. Like that, I, I, that particular play. I mean, it's gonna get called. The, the pro, yes, it was shitty, but it's gonna get called ten out of ten times. Like it just is. Like the argument of like, yeah, it's AFC Championship. It's fine and dandy, but, like, dude, don't put your fucking arm out. The, the, that particular play, though, if you notice, there's, like, two different, like, complete and utter crazy holds that weren't called. Like, oh, the dude... Is one like, clip, the, the block in the back was awful. Oh, well, that was, yeah, the block in the back on the return was fucking insane. Yeah, but the then, punt, right, like, right. Yeah, the center just fucking, uh, or is it, yeah, it's 65, is like completely like choke holding this dude, and that's what allows him to get to the outside to run there, and then yeah, you get the 15-yard penalty, gets you a 57-yarder to a 42-yarder, fucking game over. Um, yeah, I it, it was, it, I, same thing as Art, man, I'm piggybacking with him 100% on this, I've never been more convinced ever, like, I've never been that guy either, tinfoil hat, I know, Tom, you've thrown it around a few times this year, whatever. Uh, I've never been more convinced the fucking NFL was rigged in that fucking game. That last show, it was fucking insane. What a, it was a total clown show, man. It was an absolute clown Jack. Show. I have convinced the masses, Jack. I've done it, bro. I literally, I literally <laughs> I cannot put that on it. The thing is, is like I just laughed. Like I, I wasn't even mad. I was just fucking hilarious because the Chiefs always get all the fucking calls. They like it is just how it has been the last few years with Mahomes. Like it is, it's just fucking hilarious. You, and if I was Chiefs fan, I'd fucking love it, right? They're winning still, so it's like, and the Bengals did too. Like they had two different opportunities to get down and score, and they fucking didn't. So I mean, at the end of the day, the Chiefs won and with a little help, but the Bengals did have a chance to score. So you can't really say it. But 100%, fucking one hundred percent, one hundred percent, and they could have went to OT and lost. I mean, Chiefs still could have won. I mean, Mahomes. 
Yeah, everybody was expecting him to be, and he was limping and stuff. But listen, the guy he played a great game. I mean, what yeah. the fuck? But that's the thing is, they were both playing a great game. And listen, all right, mm-hmm. not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna touch on the, I'm not even gonna get into the Mulligan shit because I mean, it, at the end, it didn't really matter. But um, uh, my only thing with the out of bounds, the hit, the unnecessary roughness out of bounds call, it, I just think that. You weigh the weigh the the play for both sides, and especially the poor guy, the defender. I mean, what is he going to do there? You are sprinting yeah. for your yep. career and your team season to stop Patrick Mahomes from getting it to to make the field goal easier for Butker, and it is so split second. Like, mm-hmm. okay, he had two feet out, but give me a fucking break, just because. Like, the sideline goes up in arms. I mean, you can just eat the flag. Like, just Mahomes is going to get up. Andy Reid is going to say, what the, you know, yell at the sideline guy by him. What the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck. At the end of the day, you just play the next play. You throw the flag and you, you know, you just, you determine the outcome of the game. That's the problem there for me. It's like, okay, if it's week four and we're protecting our stars and it's Sunday night or whatever, or if it's not, whatever. You throw the flag, of course, because in the end, if it, both his feet are out of bounds, yes, it's a penalty. But I just think there needs to be a little bit more. Like, if you're going to fix the sport, fine. But isn't it sometimes like, let's can we just fix it for entertainment and let the two teams that are <laughs> yeah. fucking playing so well against each other, can we just let them determine the outcome of the game and not have a fuck, especially after everything that went down in that fourth quarter can you and and chad you're calling out the like yes there was a hold on that play and then i you know i misspoke but right the the clip was on the punt return which Mm -hmm. is a tremendous fucking play Mm -hmm. because it puts them in that field position i mean if he would have just if that was just a touchback or a fair catch we're going to overtime yeah sorry bills fans i know you're sitting there going no that's not true true. (laughs) they had you know all right i got it but you know what i mean like I don't know. It, it was. It's yeah. at the end of the day, and Jack, I hear all the stuff you're saying, and you are not wrong. At the end of the day, the NFL it should be. You know, I mean, I don't know which letter there you could t- maybe net maybe the E at network or something. You can change to the dollar sign. It's amazing. There's no S <laughs> in fucking NFL. You know, because I get it. You're 100 percent right. It is an, not just a business. It is one of the most profitable businesses going. Mm-hmm. Um. But just fucking give me like it's, it's like it's it's like give me a break you, after everything that went down in that fourth quarter and just the stoppage of play and you know when you're watching a game like that that my wife is actually sitting next to me and watching and the Bills are not on the field and she's sitting there going what the fuck is going on like you get through all that and you still have the drama at the end of the game more lawn yellow laundry it's just. It's deflating. It's deflating as a fan because you just kind of like, give me a fucking break. And I'm not upset the Chiefs won. I'm watching that game. Of course, I want the game to just be three points. Lose by three, Bengals. I don't care. But, you know, Chiefs, Eagles, I think it's going to be a great fucking game. I don't think the NFL could ask for any more. But I hate the tainted aspect of the game. I hate the officials. I hate when there's a third team that has to rear their ugly head, call your fucking holds, you know, call your pass interferences. They're all good calls. I mean, come on. At the end of the day, most pass interference calls are fucking pass interference. Slow it down. It's a good call. It happens, I'd say, probably seven out of ten times. You're like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, okay, let's move on. Right. 
you know, you're not going to fix that kind of shit. You can call yeah. a hold on every play. I got it. You're not going to fix that either, right, Jack? I mean, these are calls that, you, like, look, they're judgment calls or they're just calls. Like, if you see it, you see it. And if you don't see it, okay, fine, fine. Yeah. But that roughing call, you don't have to throw that flag. And a lot of the roughing the passer on the quarterbacks, you don't have to throw these fucking flags. Like, maybe they should just change the yardage penalty for some of these, right? Like... Why does it have to be 15 fucking yards? And, and like, pass interference in college, it's 15 yards, right? In the NFL, you got Aaron Rodgers and Burrow gaining 70 yards on two <laughs> plays with pass interferences. It's like, all right, maybe this is a little – maybe this is the way to do it. Like, change the penalties. Like, change the penalty of the offense a little. You know, like, oh, rough yeah. the passer. Oh, you know what I had? Okay, this is where I was going with this. I had this thought watching the game because – there, there was I forget which game had a roughing the passer, and it was bad, but it wasn't like it wasn't like that takedown that the Niner player had on Philly. That was nasty. If I Chad, you probably weren't watching at that point. I don't know if either of you are watching. This was the very end of the game, and there was an unnecessary roughness call. The guy horse grabbed the guy's horse collar and just fucking threw him down like it was WWE. I mean, it's one of oh, the yeah. more violent takedowns I've seen on an NFL field, especially in the fact that it wasn't during a play. Right. And I was like, oh, Jesus, right? So my thought was, let's give the officials in the NFL yellow cards and red cards. Mm. Okay, you, you, you hit Brady below the knee. Yellow card, don't do that again. Five yards. Okay, you just fucking put Tua in the hospital. Red card, 15 yards. Like, let's determine, you know, like, let's break it up and have some... Not Maybe. so violent five yarders, and then whoa, man, you just fucking helmeted to the head there. Fifteen, like maybe there's some type of a, uh, you know, I mean they're not going to do it. I just basically said let's adapt fucking soccer rules in football. Obviously, that's going to be a no go. But maybe that's a way to approach it, where at least you're not, where at least a judgment call doesn't affect the outcome of one of the biggest, you know, a playoff game basically because you know, playoff yeah. game is everything. I, I just think that centralized uh, officiating needs needs to be fleshed out and, and implemented more. I mean, you see it in some games, like you said, in the Giants game. Like, it seemed like decisions were being made on the field much quicker than I've seen them. Oh, I thought anywhere. they were called. It seemed like they were getting called in. Corrections were being called in. Yeah, all, all yeah. sorts of different stuff. I mean, I, I don't really know what the status is of trying to implement a system like that or whether or not it's been tested or, or I, I don't know anything about that but it seems like at least if you had a governing centralized control of reviews and flags and you know what's going on on the field I think maybe you would have a better grasp over consistency you know because I think everything else is just you there's too much of a human element into it and one officiating crew you know, officiating crews are judged throughout the season, and the ones who were awarded Super Bowl rights to, to referee the game are based on some, like, arbitrary pool reports and, and like, data that the NFL collects about them. I don't know what any of that means. I've never seen a detailed breakdown of what it is or who the best referees are and who the worst ones are because it kind of just seems like they all suck. Um, so I don't, I don't know. It's a fucking mess. It's just a mess. Yeah, it's a shame it's a that mess. this is what we're talking about before the Super Bowl. It, it just sucks. It is, and there you go. And that is what I would think maybe the NFL owners don't want to be the look. But mm -hmm. at the same time, 
We've got a week here where there is no action. And, you know, now it's time to talk about the Kelsey Bowl and the Andy Reid Bowl and all that bullshit. But, hey, look, you know, there's we will have forgotten, you know, the, the generalized public will have forgotten about that come next Monday. And away we go, right, to the Super Bowl. I couldn't even tell you what number Super Bowl it is. Do either of you guys know? I never know that. 56, 58, uh, 63, I don't know, right? I know it's in Arizona. It'd be 57, right? I don't know. Maybe. Super Bowl 50 was 2016, I know, because the Broncos won. So, I mean, seven years later, right? Maybe. Okay, there you go. Um, Um, I mean, you totally stole my thunder. I was going to say, I don't know if you guys know this, but the fucking, did you know that the, the... there's two brothers playing against each other in the fucking <laughs> Super Bowl. What? No, it's so that's all we're gonna. It's so fucking awful. I was like, fuck off. I, I'm not turning on any fucking ESPN or anything for the next few weeks. Uh-huh. I'm just watching, watching my NBA league pass and calling it good. Okay, that's all I'm fucking doing for sports. <laughs> uh, we're gonna do next week. PJ will be back from the Caribbean. We're gonna do our NFL, you know, our Super Bowl preview and all that stuff like we do every year. So we'll all get drunk and have a good time. But. Nice. God, just gut as we sign off here. I want to know who you want to win and who you think is going to win. And this is obviously two weeks in advance, so these are not official plays. No guns to the head here. No money wagers. Uh, forget throw the spread out. I'm just curious, Chad. Tell me who do you want to win? I think we all want the Eagles to win because fuck. Kelsey and the Chiefs. <laughs> Listen, but, uh, you know, you, you, what you really need to do is give give Mahomes his respect, okay? Because Oh my god, I had that written just, down. I didn't even go to my notes. I thought we were just hitting all the topics anyway, but I wrote that down. Please uh, uh, stop uh, it. Please seriously. Stop. You fucking asshole. Literally I don't know anyone that doesn't have him respect. as a top three. Yeah, I don't know exactly. anyone that does not have him as a top three quarterback league. Literally no one. I like I said, I'm a Broncos fan. I fucking hate the guy. I hate the Chiefs. He's the best quarterback in the league. But, oh, give him some respect. Give us like, please fuck off. Please fuck off. Um, yes, I clearly want the Eagles to win. Uh, <laughs> we know you I, do. <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. I've got two pretty good uh, friends here that are Eagles fans as well. So I'll be rooting for them. We will throw an honorary Eagles jersey on for that game. Um but, dude, I fucking – I think the Chiefs will probably win. Let's be fucking honest here. Like, uh, they probably will. They'll get some fucking ridiculous calls, and they'll fucking win. That's uh, that's how I, I – I will go I, – I fully expect them to win. That's where I'm at. So, love for the Eagles, too. But the Chiefs are also banged up. Who knows? They're saying Juju couldn't even walk up the steps on his own. Miko got hurt. Legereus Neen had a concussion. Another Tony. Yeah. Tony yeah. got hurt. Tony yeah. got hurt. Not so like I mean, the Eagles matter, defense. But... Yeah, the Eagles defense is not to be fucked with. Uh, they're really good, but uh, I mean, Hurts didn't look amazing. Uh, so we'll see. I, but yeah, I, they match up pretty well at defense. It's all, it's all going to be so cliche, but it's going to be the trenches, right? I mean, if if the fucking Eagles can make Mahomes have to move around with the pass rush, then yeah, I think that leans in the Eagles' favor. If not, then if he's allowed to just chuck it around, then. The Chiefs will probably take it, so that's where I'm at. Where are you at, Jack? So I'm going to take a different approach to this. Now, who do I think is going to win? I think the Chiefs are going to win. Who do I want to win? I want the Chiefs to win, and here's why. I don't care about the Eagles. I really don't care about the Chiefs either. However, it is very difficult to get back to the Super Bowl a year after you've been in one, regardless of whether you win or lose, right? The Chiefs 
or been in the last five AFC Championship games. And just looking at the field, just putting some positive vibes out into the universe. And let's say Bill O'Brien is a real offensive coordinator. And let's say he can get something out of Mac Jones. And let's say the Patriots can figure out something on offense. And their defense from last year is what it was this season. Uh, I think that puts us into the playoffs and... You know, maybe something happens, and uh, just because of the karmic energy of the football gods in the universe, the Chiefs uh, maybe do not get to the AFC Championship game next year, and uh, maybe the Pats sneak in. So, I'm going to say, if the Pats are out of it, and I don't really give a fuck what happens with either of these teams, I would rather have the Chiefs win it and have a Super Bowl hangover next season to uh, take a step backwards and leave the door cracked open for uh, maybe maybe a scrappy little Pats team uh, looking looking to prove that uh, last year was a fucking fluke. Uh, maybe, maybe get into the playoffs and uh, make some noise. So, so uh, yeah, sure. Uh, uh, Chiefs in this one. All right, thanks for that, Jack. And uh, you will not be invited next week for the Super Bowl preview show. We've gotten everything you need to say. You're right. Um, You're right. No, no, no. Just come drink. All right, um... I actually think that the I think the Eagles are gonna win. I think the Eagles are I think the Chiefs had took way too many injuries in this past game, plus the ones they already had. And uh yeah, Chris Jones, I, I wanted to mention him on this show because he was kind of like the X factor for the Chiefs in that game. You're talking about a Bengals offensive line that was banged up. And, you know, it was up to Chris Jones really to wreck the O line and you know, I mean, we're talking about a Chiefs team that really never has any type of, like, high-end defense, right? I mean, Spagnola, I guess, is a good coach, but I think he's always lacked superior talent on the defensive side of the ball. Well, Chris Jones fucking played his ass off on Sunday night. Throw out all the officiating and stuff like that. The guy played a great game. He had that huge third-down sack that put them in the position for that punt return, which led to the bullshit and then the field goal. So, I mean, you know, cheers to that guy, but... That's one guy. The Eagles have four guys, and the Eagles have a good secondary, and the Eagles have a great running game, and the Eagles have Devonta Smith and fucking A.J. Brown, and the Eagles have Goddard, and the Eagles have Hurts. I mean, Hurts, a guy whose motivation in this game should clearly be, fuck, man, if I didn't get hurt, I'd be the MVP this season, and yet this guy on the other side of the field is going to get it. You can have your fucking MVP I'm going to win the fucking Super Bowl. And I do believe the, that Philadelphia is the superior team talent-wise. And I also, that's, that's you know, full roster. And I also think that the Sirianni, and I don't know a lot about it, but I know he was fired by Andy Reid. He's a guy that, he, I just think he's he knows shit. I, and, and here's the other difference. Here's the other reason why my gut says Philadelphia. The Eagles won. Yes, they had an easy road to the Super Bowl. But on Sunday after beating the 49ers, yeah, they celebrated, but they they sang some terrible Fly Eagles Fly, by the way. I don't know if you guys saw that, but that shit, I can't believe Twitter isn't killing fucking Jalen Hurts for that nonsense. But the Eagles' message was, yeah, baby, we won the NFC, but, like, the mission's not done. We set out to win the Super Bowl this year. The Chiefs were like, again, let's get back to the Kelsey bullshit and... Mahomes dropping a comment on Burrow, like, you know, dropping shade about cigars and stuff like that. Like, Kansas City was celebrating, 
like hard that they won that game and that was a big fucking deal for them and yeah of course now they're back in the super bowl but i think the more business approach is coming from the philadelphia side i just like the philadelphia offense better mm. better wide receiver weapons um, I mean, take Kels. Can you just take fucking Kelsey out of the game, please? And really, I mean, Jarek McKinnon won me a fantasy championship, so I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of the guy. But at the end of the day, Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon are not a two-headed monster that I'm fearing. Where like like some like you know like if like a McCaffrey Mitchell or something like that, you know, it's I, I don't know. I, I the Chiefs are a good team. The Chiefs win their games. Um, but they're banged up, and I just like Philly better. I like Philly to win, and I want Philly to win because I'm just fucking tired of Travis Kelsey. And I do kind of like Mahomes, and I love the Coors Light shit. But at the end of the day, Sunday, I just don't, I don't, I don't care for it anymore. Okay, you got it. You got your win. Thank God Nance and Romo aren't doing the fucking Super Bowl. Um, but I like Philly. I like Philly both ways. I like them to win, and I think they will win. You're right, and 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 in one week we're gonna we're gonna get into it a lot more. But uh, can I yeah. just can I assess one thing before we leave? Of course. Did, did did Jackson Mahomes get let out of fucking rehab or whatever? Because the dude's been gone all season, and all of a sudden the playoffs, this motherfucker's showing back up, being as annoying as ever. Like I just don't understand. I, I don't understand if Mahomes let him out of a cage or what the fuck happened. But he's back and as annoying as ever. And it's fucking... <laughs> Mahomes was like, "Yo, we need the distraction." <laughs> oh, dude, he's he's been in. He's I didn't even know he was much... back. I didn't know he was back. Yeah, he's been in a lot of fucking trouble because he he pulled some shit in like some KC bars and restaurants trying to throw his weight around. Like you know who I am. That he... I knew. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 and so yeah. he—I'm pretty sure Mahomes had him like banished and like, dude, you can't be doing this shit during the season. And now all of a sudden, the playoffs have happened, and he's back and just TikToking and tweeting and doing his bullshit again. It's fucking awful. So God, he didn't really got the rehab was a joke, right? He yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I believe Job. Like, I, I haven't heard his name all year. I was like, yeah, it's been a pretty good season. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I don't know why he's back. This is me off even. More. Oh my god, dude! Come on, Jack, uh... fucking. Try you on Travis Kelsey on the fucking podium at the Super Bowl. I mean, you just shut the TV off, of course. Uh, like this yeah. Rihanna halftime show. Here's another. We'll get into this next week. But, I mean, I normally check in on this stuff. I am leaving the room. I'm eating some wings during halftime. I ain't got no time for that <laughs> shit. There's, there's got to be a better YouTube live stream for the halftime show or something this year. Give me the I mean, puppy bowl. Puppy bowl's better than that. Dude, I, I, you know, I know <laughs> it's been a thing for a long time. People have said it. But, like, man... NFL needs to get up off their fucking high horse. Get Weird Al, man. It's the fucking right choice. Oh, it is. Great you get, call. Listen, I, I've said it on this show before. I, I, plenty of people on the internet have been saying it for the last 10 years. It's the best of all fucking worlds. You get Weird Al. You get Weird Al's parody songs. But then they get to do the crossovers with the real artists on stage. It is exactly what uh -huh. the NFL could, I don't think, it would I don't think the NFL course. deserves this, bro. I think it's genius, and I don't think the NFL. We don't need twelve minutes of this at, at a halftime. We need we need a tour. <laughs> I like I love this idea. Yeah. But dude, Jack, you and you and I are guys who loved Bruce, loved yeah. the Who, right? Yeah. Tom Petty. Those were all like to me. I'm like I'm into it. I know these songs. You know, I grew up on this. And then you got the p other people are like, get this nonsense off the stage. I want Bruno Mars. I want Katy Perry. I want, 
you know, I loved last year. I'm not going to lie. As soon as they caught Snoop on camera hitting the J-Bone before he fucking started singing, I was in. Right? <laughs> it was like man-on-man fucking. Like, they had me. <laughs> so, and then Eminem crushed it. I was so into that. I mean, I grew up on that stuff, too. So it was like, yeah, it was well, that works for me. But I think Rihanna's a little bit of a reach. I feel like there's some type of fucking political agenda on this and you know i don't know you know i don't want to get into the ray rice type stuff but it just i'm just like all right i don't need this shit you know you know what i mean price of admission <laughs> but, man price of admission all right well i would know listen the concession lines are probably going to be longer at this year's halftime than any other one before that's all i'll say but, all, right. all right let's get the hell out of here tom's had a hop slam three ipas and now i'm drinking sugar-free long drink seven percent so i am fucked up and i have to recover for a super bowl preview show which you can all catch next week right here on binge media the binge sports cast check us out on patreon subscribe for the full binge and all the commentaries and everything else that comes with that $5 a month, it is the best $5 you will spend. You will hear us three idiots and many others getting drunk, talking movies, talking TV. Mm. Maybe we'll do a sports show one day. Maybe it's going to be actually this 80 for Brady. That could be the throw that shit on the fucking Patreon, my friend. Jack yeah. has opened opened the door to new ideas. But uh, thank you guys so much for joining me. I've got Chad. I've got Jack. You're both invited back next week. We'll have back PJ. We'll bring on Pete for the Beat Pete annual um, challenge. And uh, look, aside from that, you guys got anything else to add or we're going to get the F out of here? Uh, Last of Us commentary is coming at you. Uh, Episode three is popping up this week and uh, we're continuing with that. Movie homework is back. It's on a separate feed. Make sure you go and subscribe. First episode is Whiplash. Chad and I will be uh, coming back at you uh, soon with episode two of the new movie homework. And obviously subscribe everywhere and go donate on Patreon and get all the good shit. Yes, sir. Don't forget Lollapalooza. It's in my backyard. Come out to North Jersey. Come to my house, and I'll yell at you from my front porch. It's gonna be fucking epic, man. Fucking years. <laughs> I know you guys. I know you two will be here, but you guys can come in. <laughs> as long as the as long as the babies, as long as the babies fucking not sleeping. But we'll talk about that later. All right, Figure boys. Figure it out later. Figure it out later. That's right. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Peace. Actually, wait. I'm the one who's supposed to play the sounder. I've got my glasses off. I'm drunk. I can't oh, fucking read. I'm having Uh-oh. a great fucking night, boys. Binge.net. Support the network and subscribe to the full binge at patreon.com slash binge media. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And don't forget. I was going to say, uh... <laughs> what did you just say? Stop being assholes.